0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Desperados video games podcast. As always, I'm Dead Joe. Today we have Alex. Hello, everybody. Hey, I'm Caveman. I am not here. I am somewhere else entirely. He's swimming with the
1: gators. <laughs> <laughs> he's, I want he's, to punish you for that. He he's he's go he's going through the swamps like Phil Smith. I mean, uh, Phil Swift in that commercial where he made a boat entirely out of flex seal. I wish just, just driving
0: through the swamps. No, let's, let's build. Let's build on the narrative the- from last time. So he said he he So he said that he killed a bunch of the gators and left the younglings alive so that they could grow up and then perpetuate the cycle of violence. He's swimming with those gators so that one of them gets conflicted and one of them actually now has a chance of beating him because he has trained it. <laughs> Thus, every other gator grows after it, and like he, like, he's been ostracized. Like that gator gets ostracized by the rest of the gators. They come after Cave. They all get fucking got, and then the ones that are, and the ones that are left come to the ostracized one who has been training in seclusion, following the lessons given to him by Cave. Oh, chomp! I love you guys. Chomp! I hate you guys. But <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> yes, and that gator climbs the tower to face the master. So you have finally arrived, gator Son. Finally here
2: to seek the vengeance of your families. Yeah, at which and point, then the Gator's at like, at I'm which- not here to seek vengeance. I am here to challenge you to become the master.
0: Yeah, at which point he pulls out a puzzle box and pu- pulls it apart and puts it back together in a couple seconds. You have gotten good.
1: But not good enough. That, that is the challenge. It's not violence. He pulls out a puzzle and he's like, okay, the first one to solve it first. The, the first one to solve it first gets to win. The other has to jump off the tower to their death.
2: You still aren't good enough, Gate Hassan. I have already disassembled three puzzles. Forgive me, Sensei, for trying. I will get better.
0: <laughs> yeah, the loser has to commit Sudoku. Ah, Anyway, Alex, Alex Alex, 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 Alex is leaving like half an hour. So, Alex, what are you playing?
1: I would go first. All right. So, in the in the next in the next uh, segment of uh, my three cast saga and my difficulties with the Switch, even after I got it. So, (laughs) oh no, now now, so now now I have I have a a working uh, Switch that is actually at my house and not in transit while I'm staring at the case of the game that I can't play and uh, powering it up. It was time to uh, create my account, except uh, Nintendo said I no longer have an account on any of my emails, even though when I open up my 3DS, I must have an account somewhere because there's $5 in the wallet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. Uh, remember when everyone was like, holy shit, Nintendo's getting into the online game. It's awesome. They're finally, they're finally catching up with the modern day, but they are still treating it like it's 1995. They're like,
2: it's like your grandpa got a computer. Yeah, it's like. Like, that's what Nintendo is.
0: Your yeah. grandpa that got a computer. It's like, all right, grandpa. All right, grandpa, you come along. It's like, oh, I need to check my emails. All right, you want to use my phone? Nah, I'll just use my computer. I'll just use my computer at home. I don't want to have to add my. <laughs> I don't want to have to add my account to your phone. Then I'll have to add it back onto my computer. No, you won't. What? Oh, Multiple accounts. Fucking dial up.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like. Yeah, he walks in. It's like, "Hey, son, guess what? I just got eight free hours of America Online." That's great. Uh, <laughs> Their
1: service nobody uses. Exist
0: nobody
2: in. nobody uses America Online anymore.
0: What are you talking about? he just got the floppies installed.
2: I actually met a guy online who collects America Online discs.
0: That does not surprise me at all.
2: Once, once th- he, he only collects the unused
0: ones, though. Of course. There's no value in a used America Online disc. There's no value in an America. Online. There's no value in a, there's no value
1: in any America Online disc anymore.
0: If you're a collector, there is.
1: Okay, I, other than like collecting, and be like I'm. You know what? Rather than collecting bottle caps or stamps or anything that actually looks pleasant to look at, I'm going to collect old America Online CDs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so hey, you guys that you guys think that's cool. I have a wall made entirely out of Nintendo. I, a- I have a wall made entirely out of ET for the Atari twenty six hundred cards.
2: That's valuable. <laughs> That's at <laughs> least a- got value. It has so, uh, it has so about as
0: you- much value as America Online, which is it has as much it- value, which is it's worth as much as whatever people are willing to pay for it. <laughs>
2: so, I just I just see this guy did you with like a, get a-, a your account a seed uh, set up. What did you manage to get your account set up?
1: Well, uh, I'm still working on that. <laughs> I decided to I decided I decided to just forego it for the moment because. Uh, oh, well, s- so so I was like, okay, so I have an I have a Nintendo Network ID. That at least I knew. Okay, I tried to sign on to the Nintendo uh, site using that, so I could figure out what email and apparently password I'm using for this Nintendo account. And it was like, it was like, password accepted. Don't hit the back button. Restart, and then you reset it, and then it just it didn't save. <laughs> So so I, I can log in with my Nintendo network ID to a page that tells me to go back to the title screen, but nothing is signed in. Even if I tell it to save, it just, it's just blank again. Nice. So apparently the only thing you can access with your Nintendo network ID is that one screen that tells you to go back to the main page to use your account
2: proper. <laughs>
0: oh, poor yeah. thing. Oh, my God.
2: Do you need a hug? So,
0: this is ridiculous, man.
2: At this p- at this
1: point, player. I at this point, I just shook my head and I was like, you know what, I don't need I don't need an account to play
2: Fire Emblem Three Houses. I'm just going to put it in and play.
0: I well, think Nintendo you could, hates you.
2: Like you could always take it to like a Best Buy or a like a game store in your area and be like, hey, can anyone help me make Nintendo not want to kill me? <laughs> 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 I can't make it work. Please, someone help. I mean, I could might be able the- to. Like you'd well, have no, to go to the game it, section of a. Best
1: they're card. probably gonna ask. Okay, what they're gonna ask? Okay, what's your password? I don't know. What's your email? I don't know. I tried all of them. None of them apparently have an account, even though there has to be one.
2: And then they'll be like, "Sorry, Nintendo doesn't like you, so yeah. uh, just give up." <laughs> Honestly, at this point, I would have just made a new account. Like fuck the five dollars. <laughs> Wait, five dollars? Yeah, he has five dollars in his.
0: Uh, oh right, his- okay. I'd be like, fuck the $5. Yeah, fuck that noise. I've never actually had any money stored in a a Nintendo bank and like a Nintendo wallet kind of thing. Like, it's It's always like Nintendo has as opposed to literally everyone else, Nintendo has actually been pretty good about having just, hey, use exact amount needed. Yep. Which is nice.
1: I don't I, I don't even remember what I bought with the 3DS. It must have been something like three or four years ago. But uh, whatever it is, there's still money there. And it's just, Well, someone's like, why don't you just create a new account? And she was like, he's like is it really going th- worth going through all this trouble for five bucks? And I was like, yes. No, it's not. It really isn't. Yes, it is. It's I really get like not. A, I, I could get like a whole Smash DLC character for that much.
0: It's not worth I'm, it. It is not worth it.
2: Well, And by that, I mean buying the Smash DLC character. I mean, both.
0: That's true. Like let me Let me just say this. I am a man who is idiotic with money, but frugal with his idiocy. The five bucks isn't worth it. I am a man who is very frugal. I don't like
2: wasting money. I don't like spending money. I spent six hours resetting an account for Nintendo when I set up my Switch account so that I wouldn't waste any money. It's not worth it. It's really, really not. Wait, how
0: would you waste money setting up a Nintendo account? Because I had $2 on my old account. Ah. $2 <laughs> is worth it, but five, that's a bridge too far. No!
2: I after having experienced it, I am telling him it's not worth it. <laughs> 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 I haven't kind of gone through it firsthand. It's not worth it. <laughs> Ugh. So
1: anyway, so I decided I was just going to play Fire Emblem without it for the meantime because there's. But you can't access any of the, the
2: online features.
1: Well, I don't do that anyway. It's like it's like, hey, do you want to do you want to connect to amiibos? No, I don't have any of those. Do you want to connect to any of your uh, Nintendo friends? Well, I don't have any of those. Oh, we can be friends.
2: I'll
1: send yeah. you my info. Well, ex- Except we can't because I don't he have the uh, oh, working
0: yeah. account.
2: Oh yeah, so
1: so that won't work.
0: <laughs> Never mind. Good God! And thus, the latest chapter in the continuing saga. Yes, comes I'm, to an I'm end.
1: sure. I'm I'm sure, Nick. I'm sure next time I'll have some other story to talk about. Thank well, you for joining us
0: for it, Chapter it, Three: Lord. Revenge of the Switch. Revenge of the Switch. <laughs>
1: we'll see we'll see you for chapter four uh nintendo strikes back
0: (laughs) now it'll be chapter no it'll be episode episode four a new account ah yes episode five nintendo strikes back
2: well was it uh oh god i gotta look up the uh episode order now
0: yeah revenge of the Sith is episode three episode four is a new hope episode five strike episode episode five is empire episode six of turn the jedi
2: yeah. So uh, yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: so we have made a Star Wars saga out of out of <laughs> you f- not being able to access your Switch.
0: Yes. yes. Ep- yeah. Uh, episode one is the Phantom Discount. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <clears throat> episode two is Attack of the Shipping.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: then Revenge of the Switch. Version the switch,
1: okay. So that we we'll go to episode four, a new account, and then who knows what will happen after that.
0: The tricky part will be when we get to when we get to the when we get to the uh, new saga, because I those names are dumb and bad, and I can't think of a way to like properly like like I can't I can't think of one that might work for the Force Awakens or or Rise of Skywalker. Cause fuck, Rise of Skywalker is a terrible name.
1: Rise of the, um, rise of five dollars. Rise of the Sakurai. <laughs> rise of five dollars. Uh anyway. Anyway, you know, I, I, you know, I was, I was gonna get on about the, the beginning of Fire Emblem, but I don't think anything I said could possibly top this.
2: So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, probably. I think, not, I'll,
1: I think I'll just. Go, I, th- I think I'll just go to cave for the for the time being.
2: <laughs> oh, I That's have it? to go now.
1: <laughs> yes, you do. Holy shit! No, now, 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 you have to top
0: that.
2: I can't. There's no fucking way I can top that. I thought he was
0: joking when he said fastest recording ever.
2: <laughs> oh man! Oh, I wish we had delayed this by a week so I'd have uh, so I'd be able to talk about fucking. Uh, now, even if we delayed it a week, I wouldn't be able to talk about fucking Pokemon. Um, so,
0: I'm uh, Pokemon comes out this month.
2: Yes, it does. In time for my birthday.
0: I forgot. You forgot about my birthday. Well, I don't think I ever knew no, your I birthday. Uh, yeah, I don't know what your birthday is.
2: Well, I specifically claimed that we were gonna like be like that was so. gonna be James's game right before my birthday on the seventeenth. Oh yeah, that's right. Like we were doing the talk of birthdays. Oh yeah, that was like two weeks ago. I can't remember back that far. Nice to know I'm I
1: remember. You don't guys. even remember what I had for breakfast this morning.
2: Nice to know I I'm
0: remember. The only reason I remember what I had for breakfast is because it's, it's because the remnants of, a, of it are still on the plate next to me. Because I keep forgetting to take it downstairs to wash it.
2: But uh, anyway, uh, beyond my friend, my former friends forgetting about my birthday... Um, dude, it took me 18 years to remember my mom's birthday. Dude, I don't actually give a shit about my <laughs> birthday. My, my, you wife, know what my birthday is... My wife gives a shit about my birthday. I don't give a shit about my birthday. Um, But, uh... So, my father-in-law got me Settlers of Catan for my birthday. And by got me, I mean he and I together 3D printed out the, uh, the model pieces because... That way we could have this really cool 3D textured map. So and then, saying, he, so th- then is... when it was almost finished and he was tired of working on it, he handed it to me and said, happy birthday. And I just looked at him like, you're fucking kidding, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> I did like half the work on it. Wow. And I, am, this... I am grateful because like it's a cool model and I, I'm probably going to play it at some point. But this I family have to hates work on my gifts. No, <laughs> oh, they're terrible at getting gifts.
0: Um, so, so when you say you got Settlers of Catan, do you mean like you got the actual game and then you three D printed out some models for on top of it, or you just pirated the game?
2: Uh, we got the actual game and then three D printed
0: the models. It's all legit. It's all legit. Okay. Um, it's just we are getting closer and closer to that future where you can download a car.
2: Yeah. Oh no, you already can. Ah. Using metal three D printing, you could three D print a car. It just wouldn't run very well and would wear out very quickly. So you just have to three D print new parts.
0: Yeah, that's the future. That's that's the future of cars. Mm-hmm. The future of cars you would- is you three D print a car, or for a day trip, and then three D print a new one to get back.
2: You wouldn't download a car.
0: Yeah, fuck, yes, I wouldn't, I would. bitch
1: yes you, t- you temporarily download the car then when you get there you're like okay then you just hit a button it just like, turns like
2: that's button. my favorite thing about those advertisements because even when i was a kid i was looking at those like if it
0: if it was possible i would yes everyone would download a car downloading a car is amazing then we wouldn't have to deal with fucking car salesmen but could you pirate a car
1: that's the question
0: eventually yes
2: Eventually, Hyundai is going to be having issues with people re- uh, releasing their 3D models for free when they're trying to make a quick thirty thousand off of them.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's going to get to a point where 3D printing is going to.
2: I don't think it's ever going to be that ubiquitous amongst the home market. If I'm honest,
0: oh, probably not. But like, but I'm not talking about like home market. I'm talking about like instead of going down to the fucking Honda dealership and picking up a fucking 2010 Civic, you go down to the Honda stall, put in twenty bucks, and then you print a Honda. Yeah that i wouldn't be surprised by yeah that's public transportation now but yeah it's yeah it's like a th- those are out there just kind of whatever but then thingiverse then starts getting a bunch of like starts getting an influx of 3d models that people can print at home of just of things that are basically hondas but like the h is a b instead so it's not copyright infringing that's the future of the auto industry that is Dun, done, dun. Yes, Deviant Art original brands. Please don't steal. <laughs> original the car. <laughs> Yo, know, this is my original body mod. Please don't steal. Nothing
2: personnel. Please kid. don't steal. My, this is my. This is my OB. Uh, my OBM. Uh, my original drives body b- mod.
1: I. 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 Dri- I love dri- it. Drives behind you at fifty miles per hour. unsheaths tailpipe. Nothing personnel, kid.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is our future. <laughs> that that right there that is our future
0: yeah it's like hey honey is there a pt cruiser wearing a fedora riding up behind us
2: <laughs> oh god i'm surprised that hasn't already been like it has isn't already a thing i'm, I'm sure it is somewhere there's
0: some dude driving down the 401 with just like a fucking ichigo Kurosaki haircut on top of his car
2: <laughs> so anyway on oh, my
0: cars and other uh, kin
2: I kind of I'm worried I'm I'm worried that he might have done this because he was he felt he was worried that I didn't like his other present, but he like then proceeded to later on buy me Outer Worlds. (laughs) Dun dun dun. (laughs) To so to talk about a game that I actually wanted to play, Outer Worlds. Oh my fucking god! It is so good. It's like Fallout New Vegas in space. It's like better than Fallout New Vegas in space. (laughs) That's impossible. No, I, the, you story, lie. the story so far has me completely enraptured. I have rebuilt my character three times now. Oh no. Why? Uh, because that's how I play games. I test things out with the first two characters. And then after I have an understanding, I go back and rebuild them in the best way, in my opinion. And then every time I play the game, it's probably going to be some variant on the that build style.
0: Right. Yeah. You've t- we've talked about that when we play Borderlands. Hmm. I have I have poo pooed on you. I have poo pooed on that idea multiple times in the recordings.
2: Yep. And it is not bug free. That is one of the big things that a lot of people are saying. It's like, oh, there's no bugs. There's no bugs. It's bug free. It's not bug free. However, in my 30 40 hours of playtime, I have encountered a grand total of one bug.
0: Wow. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think the hype, I think the hyperbole is getting out there, but that's what I that's what I've heard the most. It's just like, hey, it's not it's not Bethesda. Yeah,
2: it is. It is glorious. The only thing that I uh, like, the only thing that I really it truly have, does just work. The only the only thing I really have a problem with is there's no there doesn't seem to be any real weapon scaling, and there's nothing telling you, oh that is this is the expected level of this area. So, like, you can land on a planet and immediately get immediately get murdered. So that's so, a, Can you like fly around in the ship or not? No, really? No, no. Nah, flying so. around the ship is basically fast traveling from one area to another. Um, so you can't not, make it, your own spaceship. That's unfortunate. Yeah, you can't I, make I was, your own gummy like, ship. What the fuck? I was like, I want to make my own space. Actually, it's like I would equate it to the uh, gummy ship in Kingdom Hearts. Like, if you just ignore the space combat, which a lot of people did, uh, the gummy Ship in Kingdom Hearts, it's a similar thing. You go to a location and then have a kind of maybe-ish open kind of world to wander around in and adventure on and do shit, and then you have to go back to your ship to go to the next open-ish world. Um... I haven't gotten to any areas that I was just like, man, this is so big. I
0: don't know what to do with my pants. Oh my God.
1: But,
2: uh, honey,
0: can you get me some clean trousers? I just, just myself,
2: but it,
0: like so to far get all crunchy. what I
2: have played has been absolutely dynamite. I have loved every minute of it.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, as evident by me genuinely restarting three times because I was, like, slight... Like, and, like, the third time, I my previous playthrough, I was, like, 16 hours into the game. When I decided, yeah, this build isn't the best. This is, this is hindering... Like, some of my choices early on are hindering me. And the respec doesn't allow me to reset my stats. So I'm going to start over. Ugh. <laughs> so I started over and am now past where I was in that playthrough. Ugh. The other thing that I'm currently having an issue with is I've heard there is a hard level cap at um at thirty, and I'm already two thirds of the way there, so I'm worried the game might be uh, might be a little short. But and like I say, a little short. I'm already like sixteen hours in, so take that as you will. But I'm worried it might be a little mm-hmm. short, so. We'll see how that works out. Overall, this game gets a glowing recommendation from me. If you like RPGs, it's good. If you like first-person shooters,
0: it's not as good. <laughs> oh, wow. Actually, Yeah, fuck. I just... Yeah, so it looks like a playtime of this game. Yeah. So with, with uh, just shy of 400 players submitting their finish times... Um, to complete just the main story is about ten and a half hours. Wow! Yeah, if you, if you were do if you were doing the completionist run, getting like everything you possibly could, about thirty three hours.
2: Fuck. Okay, I'm gonna be playing this game multiple times.
0: <laughs>
2: Got to get the money's worth out of it. I paid full price. Yeah, like, well, like I said, that, like I said that's the average. Price. Yeah, and I do fast. Like once I understand a game, I motor through it. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. My average completion time for Fallout 3 is eleven hours forty-seven minutes. Jesus. Yeah. And that's a hundred percent playthrough for me.
0: So I'm not gonna tell you your fun is wrong.
1: <laughs>
2: but like damn, dude. That is a game that I that I have devoted over three hundred hours to. So, like, at the point where I was getting my average completion time down to 11 hours and 47 minutes, you know that I know the game backwards and forwards. Like, I played that game so much, I knew where enemy spawns were. <laughs> it was like, alright, and the enemy's going to come around that corner, bam! Alright, let's just move on and pretend that didn't actually happen. <laughs> That's how much I played Fallout, uh, not Fallout, uh, Mass Effect 3. So, I have a little problem with addiction. <laughs>
0: When it comes to gaming, just a little problem. That's a little one, just a little one. Uh, well, for reference, um, of the few speed runs that were that were uh, uh the any percent speed runs that were put to the uh, site that I'm looking at for these play times, um, someone beat this game in an hour and twenty four minutes. Damn. Yeah, that. You're getting fucking like. 30 out, we're getting like 20 to 30 hours out of a game for 60 bucks. That's a, that's solid.
2: Yeah, my metric is, uh, $5 per hour of entertainment. So I've already, like, I've already gotten more than it, like, what I paid out of the game for entertainment sake. Like, I, I hit that after 12 hours and I'm, I've played it for about 30. However, video games, I feel like you should be able to get up to $2 for, uh, like like two dollars per hour the reason i set the five dollars per hour is movies uh it costs ten to fifteen dollars to go see a two hour to three hour movie so if i didn't get if i didn't enjoy those two hours then i paid too much if i overly enjoyed then i paid too little you know what i mean sure it's a it's it's a way that i can measure whether or not it was worth my damn time
0: because, no, I, like, I know. There, there's,
2: I, a, there's a game that I saw called uh, Donut County.
0: Oh, yeah, I have heard of that,
2: too. $13 for what ostensibly sensibly looked like a Flash game I could download for, on my phone for free. Like, the, from what I've seen of the story, the story actually looks somewhat interesting. I'm not paying $13 for it. I will. Because I will not get... I, I know myself. I will not get 3 hours of entertainment out of that. I'll get like 40 minutes and then forget that I have it. And is that me or is that the game? That's me. That is me. That is my personal preferences that But if I don't think I can get a fi- like a reasonable amount of entertainment out of it, then I'm not going to bother with it.
0: Yeah, I heard the the guy who I've heard like the guy who made it talk about it a bit and just kind of like his the stuff that he thought of when making the game. And I was, I'm kind of interested in actually checking that out. Um, I played the phone, I played like the, you know, what, what you think the phone version of it would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, that game is is worth about 40 minutes, like 40 minutes of actual entertainment. Because it is just, hey, what if Katamari Damacy didn't have any of the charm, any of the story, any of the character, and was just purely make whole big.
2: Yeah, and see, that's the thing. Katamari Damasi shouldn't be entertaining to me, and it was massively entertaining to me. So maybe I'm wrong. But, like, from what I've seen of the story, it's not interesting enough to merit it. I would be more interested in the levels.
0: Apparently, during the development of that game, the creator read multiple philosophy books that were debating whether or not a hole was a thing or not.
2: Yeah, never playing that game. <laughs>
0: I didn't say you put any of that in the game.
2: Never playing that game.
0: <laughs> Sorry, people who made Donut County. I lost you a sale. They weren't gonna get a sale. Like I'm, li- I'm gonna go
2: onto my Steam right now and remove it from my wish list. Actually, I put it on my wish list to see if it ever dropped to like, oh, it's on sale for eighty percent. And it's just like, but nah, speaking I'm of am definitely that, not
0: gonna play that game now. <laughs> I actually tried to, g- I actually tried to gift you a fucking game on Steam. What game? Um, there were two actually. It was it was like during the end of the like Halloween sale or whatever the fall sale. Uh, it was I like have no mouth and I must scream, uh huh, and one other one that I can't remember. And it wouldn't let me because you're in a different country. But I gifted you a game. That's the thing.
2: Steam, get your shit together. I gifted Dead a game. I yeah. gifted him two games. Yeah. So I bought him Left for Dead one and two, which we still need to do a playthrough on.
0: Yeah, probably. But anyway, uh, yeah. So just for reference, he's in the States. I'm in Canada.
2: Let me remove that from my wish list right now. He you gifted story. me
0: the, the two Left for Dead games. And I was like, okay, I'll get him something back. I have, like, fucking, like, it was during the Steam. It was during, like, the Steam sale. So it's like, hey, I have five bucks. Get around. I'll get him a couple games. Essentially trying to match dollar value for games. Don't do
2: that, dude. I got them for you because I was... Uh.
0: I was I raised in a home that did not, that I was raised by a person who got very angry whenever we got gifts or charity of any kind. It's not charity. I am no. aware of that, I, but I, I've had it beaten I, into my head of, oh, you were given a thing? Well, either give it back or give the money for it. Dead, treat it like this. I just put it into the Patreon so that we'll play Left
2: 4 Dead 1 or 2.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, you're $5 short. But I'm tish. Yeah, ah. but
2: I figure I get a 50% <laughs> discount cuz I'm on staff.
0: <laughs> uh, anyway. What are you talking about?
2: Um I have no mouth and I must scream, which is an absolutely stellar game by the way.
0: Yes, it is. It is dark as
2: fuck. The I haven't game to get the book. is dark as fuck. I think the game is the true way to uh, go through that story. Because the game explores annals that the book did not, and it—if I remember correctly—it actually got Harlan Ellison involved.
0: Probably who, like, th- wrote the book. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what I do know is um, I came. I thought of a very stupid joke about, uh, based on that title, and I have, and I have been trying to get a stream going called "I Have No Mic and I Must Stream."
2: Yeah, Harlan Ellison uh, was
0: the writer of it. Just going to ignore that joke. (laughs) (laughs) It's a terrible joke, but basically just stream without a mic. But my internet here is too shitty.
2: Yeah, he co-authored the expanded storyline and wrote much of the dialogue, as well as uh, voicing the big monster guy. Yeah. So it was like... Uh, Ben?
0: No, Am. Oh, am oh! I thought you meant like the actual guy who was turned into no, 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 a no. weird I mean, monkey I monster.
2: I meant I meant the computer. I meant the computer.
0: Um, but Allied yeah, Master Systems.
2: I uh, that and that is why I actually believe that it's the true way to go through the story because he participated the whole way through. Hmm. And oh my God! So I'm talking about that now instead of Outer World. <laughs> um, it's a point-and-click adventure game, and it's centered around, uh, I believe, five characters. I yep. want to say five characters. Yep, it is five centered characters. around. Yeah, there's five characters. five different stories you can go through, and basically, the way you interact with the story decides that character's ending. And all of the characters like have their own flaws, have things they did wrong in the past. Uh, one of them is a literal Nazi who murdered and tortured people during World War 2. So you got that to look forward to. Yeah. Um there is like it's heavy on the dark imagery. There's a lot of deep moments. There's it's it, it is not a game for the faint of heart. I'm just going to put up there like just a big flashing like like trigger warning. For the entire fucking game, <laughs> because like, I'm pretty sure if you're the kind of person who who does get triggered by things and can like have flashbacks and such, there's gonna
0: be a section of this game that's gonna trigger you. Yep, it is just all, yeah. So, I but the entire is... the entire premise of the game, just like from the outside, is the world was in a big war and they all, and then three major powers had developed three super intelligent. Uh, artificial intelligent, artificially intelligent computers, and they were essentially mon- and they were essentially running the war for these nations. One of the systems gained sentience, devoured the other two, and then killed everyone with the exception of five people. The five people you're playing as, who through who uh, the computer through awesome science and incredible intelligence has made them all basically immortal, so that he can
2: torment them forever.
0: Yes, forever. Um, like like the one the one that kind of like sticks out the most in terms of just the one that I remember the most about that, what he did to him uh is Benny, the guy I mentioned uh he was originally a very handsome gay man who was like oh great and everything but then was uh, he gay yep I thought he was a womanizer uh, i pretty sure he's gay in the in the book he was gay
2: I never read the I never read the whole book. I like started going through and was like, I already played this. I haven't read the book yet, but I've read a lot about the book. Yeah, he uh he was he he his former homosexuality has been altered. He now re- regularly engages in sex with Ellen.
0: Yes. Well, okay. well every character in every every male character in the book regularly engages in sex with Ellen, but she enjoys it with Benny the most cuz his dicks the biggest. That is a plot point. Am intentionally yeah. I don't think that happens in the dick. games.
2: I don't think that happens in the games. So
0: they never really get into like the sex that happens, and they, they don't really get into like a lot of the relationships. From like I've I've seen a bit of the game being played,
2: and so I guess there there's very valid reason to read the book then if it doesn't get into the uh, relationships. Yeah, for, for, the From play. what I
0: understand of the game, the majority of the game is separated into the five individual stories and there's not a whole lot of like overlap.
2: Uh if I remember correctly, there's no overlap at all.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think uh Yeah, so it's there's there's stuff on either side.
2: Yeah. I if there's one thing that I can say in praise of this game, Harlan Ellison's vitriol and hatred of humanity is palpable in Am's voice. (laughs) Because he voice acts Am. And if he doesn't hate humanity, then Harlan Ellison is the greatest voice actor of his time. (laughs) (laughs) Because he sounds so disgusted by just the existence of humanity. Oh, my God. Man's a brilliant writer. Um... The game is absolutely stellar. Uh, the puzzles are very, in, very interesting, and as far as I'm concerned, don't really stray into the area of moon logic, which is a big problem in puzzle games.
0: For yeah, the, who, yeah, this, you know, yeah, this, uh, know, this game is puzzle a game. Yeah, this game is an old school style point and click adventure,
2: which many modern point and click adventures try and emulate. I've, I've played a few that had some moon logic going on, so... Yep, yep.
0: Hey, you gotta blow up this balloon duck and then drop it into the water at this exact point in the sewer in order to get it to pop and then make this fish thing jump up, which will knock this ladder loose.
2: Hey, I need to put this uh, pulley inside a rubber chicken so that I can use it to, uh, um... What is it called? Repel across a cavern.
0: This gate's, this gate's locked. What do we do? Well, I could shoot it. Well, that's stupid. Here's what I gotta do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna twist this monkey's testicles so it'll romp into this closet, and knock over a knock over a coat hanger I can easily reach with my bare hands.
2: I feel like we should ra- write a parody point and click adventure game, and then start <laughs> shopping around for like someone who actually knows how to program to make the point and click adventure game for us, and then like release it for free on the site. <laughs> <laughs> we can have it. We can call it. I have no mic and I must uh, stream. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about this one lone streamer trying to find a microphone and winding up on a horrific adventure.
0: <laughs> yeah, just guess the end he doesn't even, just gets to the end he still hasn't found a microphone. I was like, "Okay, fuck it. I'll stream with that one." Goes to stream. And he's
2: no internet connection.
0: Yeah. you no, no goes to sc- goes to stream and his computer just breaks. This instant blue <laughs> screen.
2: <laughs> no.
0: No, not even screams, just sits there staring at the blue screen.
2: It and just, then slowly uh, it slides up on the screen. Play again for an alternate ending.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Every ending is just the, like it ending up bad for him.
0: Yeah, the all the end the entire end credits thing is just just his face. Is his face based in the blue glow? Just a very neutral to depressed expression on it as the credits roll, and that's the entirety of the credits. <laughs> We're not evil. We
2: just like to torment things, Ugh. but no. I have no mouth and I must scream is an absolutely stellar game. It is avail- It is available online. Um, I if you are into dark dystopian stories, play it. <laughs> like, I can't. I can't say anything else. Play it.
0: It is available on Steam for about for about five to six dollars.
2: Um, there's. It's probably going to come up for sale. Like. Either at Christmas or next Halloween if you're feeling stingy. Yep.
0: During yep, during that past
2: sale, it was about a buck
0: eighty-five.
2: Yep, I didn't buy it then because I was hoping for something else to come on sale so I could buy it all at once and I missed out. <laughs> um but no. Uh back to Outer Worlds. The characters. Like, like there are two ways to keep me invested in a game. Either have it have it have me be on my seat edge of action the entire game so that I don't have time to think about how lame your story is or make your characters really good because I like to make friends with the people in my computer it's one of the reasons why I love persona so much it's because I like all but one of the characters that I end up having to hang out with the only one I don't like is Mishima. Mishima can go fuck himself. Um, I and I bring up Persona Five because I'm doing another playthrough in preparation for Persona Five Royal, which I'm so excited for. Um, but it's not coming out until next year, so I just shouldn't be as excited as I am. Um, but anyway, so to give you a roster rundown, uh, you on your ship you've got Ada, a robot, a, a the ship's AI who is a snarky so-and-so who tells jokes that are too smart for me sometimes. <laughs> like she, uh, she told a joke the other night that I just, I could not get. Uh, it was like, I wish I was your second der- derivative so I could conjugate you. And I was just sitting there like, I sat there for five minutes like, I'm an English major and I don't get it. I'm assuming it's a math or a computer programming joke, but it annoys me that I don't get the joke. But she's absolutely stellar. And she's one of the first personalities you meet. She's... While she can be a little annoying because she keeps making announcements all over the ship. It does make me go back and chat with her periodically. And then you've got uh, Pavarti. Pavrati? You, you've you got uh, the, the mechanic. Who, as my uh, wife calls it, gets the lesbian panic something fierce. And... It's adorable. She is absolutely adorable and is my favorite character on the crew. Um, just because like like having her with you is she, she's so. She's just got that feel of someone that you want to be friends with. And I, I like having her character having that character around because it's someone I want to be friends with. It's someone I want to chat with. Um. Next you've got Vicar Max, who. He's a very interesting preacher, and he likes to deceive you, so like, there's that little bit of dynamic going on where he'll tell you one thing, but actually the other thing is true, so trying to get a beat on him is interesting. Then you've got the medic, Ellie, who is a doctor, and I don't really have much of a beat on her personality other than that she doesn't like getting close to people, so gonna try and uh, i'm i still haven't gotten her personal quest yet if she ha- even has one so i'm looking forward to trying to figure that out uh then you've got the shifty guy felix who i'm not sure if i'm allowed to trust um he kind of just talked his way onto my ship and i only let him onto my ship because it's my first playthrough and i'm like well i'll explore his character some but uh, I, I don't know if I can trust him or not. It seems like he might be up to something. Either that or he's uh, like he's as blunt and honest as he pretends to be. Uh, then there's Sam. A cleaner bot. Who like you attach an acid blaster to so that he can be a combat unit so you can bring him onto the field. As far as I can tell, he doesn't have any personality. However, I might be wrong because t- the guy who owned the ship prior to you could apparently make near-perfect AI. Like, so I'm not, I don't I don't know about Sam, but uh, there's a funny thing between him and Ada uh, where Ada will start making, like, will start commenting lucidious things about, like, oh, you've never seen so much dust in a console, have you, Sam? Yes, get in there deep and clean it. And then when you walk in, she's like, Oh, uh, we, we will continue this later, Sam. Uh, Hello, Captain. So, that's that's amusing to me. Uh, and then there's, uh, I think, Yoko, who I just recruited, so I know nothing about her yet. Uh, <laughs> but the, the game is absolutely fun. Uh, the RPG mechanics are uh, pretty uh, easily understood and well-explained. Like, there's no... Hidden. This affects this kind of situation, like uh, there was in New Vegas. So you don't have to worry about not actually having good stats. I just didn't like my stat layout. Like I couldn't trigger certain things, and it bothered me.
0: Yeah, the thing I the thing I heard about that game, like the thing that people liked, was the uh, the flaws system.
2: Oh yeah, the flaws system. It's really interesting. Uh, it's based on how you interact with the world. So yeah,
0: like the two I, like the two I heard of was like one person kept falling off a building, so they eventually got a thing of like, hey, you want to take fall damage, but your movement speeds reduced by thirty feet because you kept breaking your legs over and over again.
2: Yeah, you don't have to accept a flaw either.
0: Yeah, there's there's little things that can like help build you based on how you play.
2: Yeah, um, basically you can take a flaw and you get a perk point for it. However, that flaw could heavily screw you over. Like I have three flaws currently. I think, it's, I think I only have three. I might have accidentally picked up a fourth. Oh, um, some. Which is uh, Pithmophobia or something like that, where I'm afraid of the gorilla things, so I'm less competent at fighting them, <laughs> except it doesn't matter because I'm not the one who does any of the fighting. It's my allies that do the fighting.
0: Wait, a character <laughs> like, you I mean, built in a first-person shooter-style RPG doesn't do any fighting? I'm shocked. Actually, i shocked.
2: Well, I do do most of the fighting, but if the enemies get up on me then i put away my sniper rifle pull out my hammer and let my allies do most of the work i'm shook um i i can kill things very effectively <laughs> I, I am good in shooters i just don't want to be like i just i prefer i prefer to be the guy who just sits there and lets lets his minions do all the I work i'm to let, the, I I prefer to let ra- the video game i bought play itself <coughs> i'm there for the story damn it <laughs> <laughs> I am there for the story <laughs> and character customization. <coughs> but at least I
0: try. At least I don't just drive us off a cliff. Hey, I was fucking going. I did not know that that was a cliff. There's a map in the
2: bottom corner of your screen, dead. I was following the guy. Anyway, um, and the final one that I also, have Also, my is, screen had
0: turned off in the middle of that thing for a second, so I was busy having a panic attack. Yeah, that's
2: right. Uh, but the final one that I got is food addiction. Because I love... There's, there, like, based on the drugs you slot into your inhaler, and you can slot food into your inhaler so you can eat your drugs as a gas. Word. Um you get different effects. And I like the, let's just focus on having as much health and healing as possible so that you can just continue to smash things in the face with your hammer. So I, like I slotted like mock apples, which are alien apples and like some, and like various meat uh, substitutes (laughs) in there because the meat substitutes give you plus 25% to your max health and the, uh, like standard food items give you 200% health regeneration so it doubles your natural health regeneration. Hey, what's in your vaporizer? Lots of things. Uh, right now I've got a delicious uh, Raptadon wrapped-a-da- swazi with uh, applesauce uh, uh, aside, coated in medical jam.
0: Mmm. <laughs> just,
2: ripping, just ripping fat ghosts. <laughs> um... But because because of this, like I got food addiction. So if I don't eat periodically, my stats get lower. Now Wait. this gave me extra perk point.
0: What? So so your flaw is that you have to eat. Yes, uh, I imagined
2: on Supernova difficulty this would be more difficult because supernova difficulty I, it looks like it, as far as i understand requires you sleep regularly requires you uh, eat foods and requires you have beverages otherwise you take more and more severe stat debuffs
0: yeah like that's that's the thing like oh man i just got this awesome flaw i have to eat food it's like wait what
2: <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of nonsense but hey at least i'm actually eating the food <laughs> most of these games i just like oh <coughs> there's a food item
0: yeah, first first like, you cough a onto 4, it. Fallout Four,
2: I only play on survival mode because then I can eat. <laughs> like I don't play Fallout Four on any other difficulty because it's fucking point. Food is fucking pointless. Like the only reason you grow food is so that your villagers show up and don't cry constantly. <laughs> At least this one's like, hey, you 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 seem to like that, that we have food here. Eat more now. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff your fucking gullet You fat ass oh, And God. then I do and I'm happy <laughs> because I like it when a game actually encourages me To use it's mechanics I think I'm gonna actually like just sleep A couple hundred times to see if it gives me a flaw
0: <laughs> Narcolepsy
2: <clears throat> Maybe So then like I have to sleep Because then it's like okay I found a random bed in the wilderness Let me take a nap Cause like the, ban- the-, the bandits have beds they have fucking beds in their camps i haven't actually done much stalking at night because my eyes don't work good so i don't like having to struggle to see so i tend to wait until it's daytime
0: wait your eyes do don't things. oh your real eyes yeah my real eyes. i was like wait in game you chose to have you chose you restarted three times and chose to have your eyes be shit if i could i would have actually because the scopes
2: are really good so, so long as I wait for it to be daytime, nothing can really sneak up on me.
0: <laughs> no, watch your eyes have your, your eyes have some form of astigmatism that makes them, that makes it uh, like unusable on scopes.
2: <laughs> that would really suck.
0: It's like, hey guys, I'm nearsighted oh, and I can't use scopes.
2: <laughs> There's a blurry shape over there. I can't see if it's friendly. I'm gonna shoot it. Uh, yeah, you of a bitch. It.
0: Oh, it's friendly. <laughs>
2: It's a friendly. Let me go apologize. Ah, oh, they're killing me. Kill them now, allies. Go. Use your companion abilities, which are really awesome. Oh yeah, the companion abilities are pretty sweet. Um, it's also a game where uh, the stats are weird. Like I could, f- I feel like you could get away with specializing in the stupidest shit, so long as you like set up your armor and ally layout competently enough. To compensate for that, like I feel like you could just max all the dialogue skills, and like be below average in everything else, and just count on your allies to just make up for the fact that you really, really suck. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. It. Uh, okay. So uh, there are two perks. That sounds like a tabletop uh, game. There are two perks that help out with this. Um, one perk uh, doubles the ally effectiveness. So you like and to get these like to get like this perk you have to raise your uh your leadership up to a certain point to get double ally effectiveness. Um but you can add like plus twenty to a couple of skills doing that. And then is, is, there's is a, a lot? actual uh what? Is plus um, twenty a lot? Uh maximum of a hundred. So Yeah. So actually yeah,
0: like it goes goes up by a fifth.
2: Yeah. It's like, it's pretty decent. Um, and then uh, there's a per- there's an actual perk where that you invest a perk point in that doubles your armor stat effectiveness. So you can just like you can dump everything into strength and leadership so that you're really good at hitting stuff, and then be dependent on your allies to be like, I am Grog the Smasher, you will give sandwich, and then one of your allies of uh, Grog says that he want that he's hungry. So could you, you know, like he'll pay. Just give him a sandwich. Yes, what she say? Give sandwich. <laughs> and that, like that's how you play the game. <laughs> Outer worlds is Outer worlds is absolutely stellar. It's on a bunch of consoles. I highly recommend it. I'm probably gonna beat it and then either immediately play through it again or start playing Pokemon.
0: <laughs> Maybe I could do us a review for it. For- what? Maybe I could do up a review for.
2: Maybe if I maybe like if I if I have time, if I have time, I'll write up a review. Like, but we, I I have a real need job more now, so I have a real job now, so. <sighs> no, I'll try. I'll try and write up a review for it and for Pokemon. Um, I won't beat Pokemon before I write the review because I'm not a god.
0: <sighs> we gotta get them clicks.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Um, people are really into the
0: Outer Wilds and Digimons
2: Outer Worlds is an absolutely stellar game, I highly recommend it, it's relatively bug free, and it's autosaves are frequent enough that it doesn't matter if you wander into an area that murders the fuck out of you which I've learned the hard way (laughs) because I've gotten murdered the fuck out of a
0: lot it feels like a sad state of affairs when one of the positives you can say for a game is it's basically bug-free.
2: Yeah, it's mostly bug-free. And honestly, the one bug I encountered might have been a hardware side
0: issue. Bethesda has done great great harm to the game industry because of this, I think.
2: (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And, like, that's not my biggest glowingest review. My biggest glowingest review is, like, I love everything about this game. I like basically every character and even the ones I'm suspicious of, I'm like, well, let me bring him along so that I can get to know them better.
0: Well, alrighty. So, pl- so far,
2: it's a 9 out of 10. Would play again.
0: Okay. We're on things on a 5 scale here, but whatever.
2: Fine. 4.5 out of 10. <laughs> And that's what happens when you're annoyed and don't actually uh, uh, think about what you're saying
0: before um, you say it. There you have it. K-Man's review, 4.5 out of 10. Let's get that on Metacritic. Oh, fuck. (coughs) Anyway, so I'm assuming nothing else.
2: Uh, No, I haven't played anything else.
0: Alrighty, so before we get into my stuff, quick break, we'll be right back, everybody. Okay. Right back, everybody. So, I have played some games. One of them was a game I was obligated to play because I asked to play it. And the publisher was like, yeah, sure, here you go. I finished off Neocab and got the review up. Two and a half out of five. It's mediocre. I feel bad for the publisher. <laughs> yeah, I... Mm. The game started out fairly strong, I feel. Like, it wasn't like a, oh, fuck, I need to play through this. It was like, okay, this there's interesting ideas in here. The writing isn't bad. Um... Like the visual novel style mystery game. If you've noticed, I'm playing Dong and Rampa on the site and have talked at length about my love of Phoenix Wright the Ace Attorney series. You like that kind of game? Weird. I'm a big fan of mystery style visual novels. But that's not what this was. This was a visual novel with a mystery quote unquote in it that that didn't that didn't care whether you solved it. Because the game was always gonna solve it for you. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, like in the review, I kind of went out of my way to avoid spoilers because I want to I want to get more into like that style of review because a lot of a lot like a lot of the even like thinking about reviews like like reviews in potentia I've had in my head, those have largely been and then there's this big spoiler thing that happens, which I like or don't like. So with this, I kept it as vague as possible without getting into any details because the ending was a point that really soured this game for me. But I'll get into it on here because pff, the game been out for a month at this point. So yeah, um, for those that don't remember, Neocab is a game where you are playing the last human cab driver or at least one of the last human cab drivers in the city of Los Hoyos, a basically Los Angeles where a corporation called Capra has automated and taken over basically every industry. Specifically, their thing was automated cars. Uh you're you are moving into you're moving from your home of cactus flats to Los to move in with uh your uh young childhood friend of yours who you had a fight with not too long ago and then they're like, Hey, wanna move in with me? You know, just patch things up. <laughs> And then, and then she goes missing. The first moment I, in the game where I started having like trepidations about the whole mystery aspect of it was when I looked in the journal and a clue that I had just gotten, it, it explains what the clue is and what the answer to the clue is. Because earlier in the game, before uh, your friend goes missing, you pick up a passenger. Uh, this passenger has a tattoo on their arm that is, that's never really brought attention to or, like, mentioned at all, really. But it is a but it is a tattoo of a hornet inside of a bicycle, like, gear shifter. Okay. Not gear shifter, I guess. Like, the actual, like, spoke of the gears. Like, that thing. I don't remember. I don't know what it's called. But, yeah. So, that is the, mm. sim- that is the symbol for a group called Radix. And Radix... There's another point condition I have is a underground pseudo political movement that wants to see every form of car banned.
2: Oh, uh, just so you guys know, anyone who's listening, if you're a DM, all of your names are going to sound stupid until you publish a game. Just letting my opinion about the name of uh, the organization get out there just a little bit.
0: Okay. Okay. But yeah, so they're, they're an organization that wants to see all forms of cars, both human and automat and self-driving, outlawed.
2: I assume they favor bicycles. Uh, yes. That Be- was a bad joke.
0: Because no one ever gets hurt riding a bicycle.
2: Like, seriously, I was making a bad
0: joke. No, no, they, like like one of the, you have a conversation with uh, this person. Um, their name is Azul. Uh, yeah, you eventually find out like where they. So
2: had- you is there? Are they a man or a woman?
0: Uh, neither. Damn it! That's why I've been saying
2: they. Well, I wanted to be able to make a blue man's group joke, but the ed- the developers ca- caught caught to that ahead of me. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so talking with Azul, um, they they call were they blue Abu D Abu Dai Uh, they had a. They had blue hair and like a blue glowing like you know this you know like weird I don't know about I don't know I don't know makeup thing but it's like that lipstick where it's like only in the center of the bottom lip.
2: Oh uh, yeah, I know about that. That that the dot thing.
0: Uh yeah, basically it was a neon blue strip on their bottom lip. But yeah, like they start talking about the organization and it is yeah, this organization that just wants to like like every form of car. Again, the ones driven by people and the ones that are auto driving. Every form of car is a pollution-spewing death machine that has no right to exist. Long-distance travel and uh, transport be damned. I made that joke in the review because, I don't know if it's just because I live today and I've grown up around cars, the idea that all forms of automated transportation of cars should be... Gotten rid of is ludicrous to me.
2: <laughs> a well-designed society can exist easily without cars. Oh no, the like, that, is like our that, see, here's Our society is well-designed.
0: Like here's the thing. Like in a city, sure. Like like it's like a city without cars. That is one thing. A country without cars. That's kind of where I'm like, no.
2: That does not make a sense.
0: Yeah, no, not at all. Until teleportation technology exists and is readily available, people need cars.
2: Do I need to break your dream? And my, my wife told me I'm not allowed to talk about how teleportation can't exist anymore. Um.
0: Okay, how so?
2: Uh, basically, the way it's portrayed in popular media is physically impossible it's it's done one of two ways either they break you down molecularly and transmit your molecules or they basically convert you into light both of both ways destroy you you just cannot exist when you come out on the other side either way now like wormhole travel possible like not with our current technology but possible yeah, that's, but that's not teleportation.
0: Moving from point A to point B instantaneously over or vast distances. That's basically teleportation to me. Even if you even if you are walking across the event horizon of a wormhole, that's basically teleportation. Deadman, what what is my things call me? The pedantic asshole?
2: Not teleportation.
0: I'm, I'm going to be writing a work. note down that I'm going to be hanging next to my monitor that says "Don't ever talk about science in front of caveman." Anything science adjacent, he will take any fun out of, and just he'll take he'll take anything about it that is like fun or <laughs> fantastical and just go, no,
2: no. If I'm like in a situation where I'm uh, uh, like suspending my disbelief, like a one of our, of our earliest games.
0: conversations on the site was. Well, sorry, not early conversations, but like one of the conversations that sticks out in my mind the most about that we've had in the site is, is you spending 20 minutes before recording trying to justify to yourself how a, how a laser pistol without a barrel could fire a bulk straight. Your point? (laughs) This is what I have to work with people. (laughs) But anyway, yeah. So they have that. See, so yeah, they, they have this tattoo. It's a very standout tattoo because, again, hornets and fucking stab thing. And this is a group that is that has a presence within the city. So then, when your friend goes missing, you find your phone smashed on the ground. You pick it up, and on the back there's a sticker of a bike of a bicycle gear with a hornet in it.
2: <gasps> oh my god, no!
0: Yeah. And yeah, as yeah, and so then I was like, okay, cool, there's a connection there. I then open I then I then like open up the phone and it's like, oh, the new app entry in the journal. Go to the journal. The journal then says, hey, this is like Azul's tattoo. Wow. Yeah, just straight up. Wow. That's that is bad. Yeah, it was at that point I was just like, oh, okay. So I'm not solving the mystery. I'm just being told. You wanted to make a movie,
2: but don't have any skills in making the movie. Kind of, yeah. That's what that sounds like to me, is the the person who designed it wanted to make a movie.
0: I think they took the novel part of visual novel too seriously.
2: Yeah, no kidding.
0: Yeah, and... um... And yeah, so then things just kind of unfold. Uh, you are given in, you are given information. Nothing ever feels earned. Nothing ever feels like you accomplished anything. It just feels like it just feels like you talked to a person. You didn't get fired, and then here is a piece of information. And eventually, like
2: a fun game.
0: And eventually, you find your friend, which is to say, your friend contacts you and tells you where they are.
2: Oh, fucking Christ
0: yeah, which then gets to the actual ending where you find out that you you find out that your friend had gone into hiding because they had stolen classified information from Capra, the company and was and needed your help to actually decrypt it, which you do okay. And it okay. turns out that the information that it turns out that the information that Capra and everyone is after has been on you the entire time inside your Field Grid bracelet.
2: Oh, that is so fucking cliched. Yes, and I, I want to take a step back here. Cliché isn't a bad thing for any young writer out there. Cliché is cliché for a reason. Exactly. Everybody uses it because it's usually good. The problem being people who are dependent on cliches and don't actually try and work them into their narratives organically. Like, if I am literally saying, oh, it's probably in that bracelet thing because you gave it to me at the beginning of the game with very little explanation, that's bad. If I'm like... Man, I should have seen it coming. I mean, it's so obvious. You gave me the bracelet at the beginning, but you didn't like hyper focus on it or like give me a super important narrative reason why or spend five minutes explaining how it uh, uses the chemicals in your body to determine your mood. Specifically the chemicals in your blood. Whatever. Because you made it a natural organic part of the world by just putting up a poster and having me look at it so that I acknowledged that it was there. Man, smart game design, smart storytelling.
0: <sighs> yeah, so not only have you been running around with illegal information on you, she she has been using this thing to spy on you the entire time.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah, which then leads into the part of the ending that I actually hate the most. Oh, wonderful! Which is the mechanic? Which is the explained mechanic of how you're supposed to work with the emotion thing? Okay. So the feel grid, for those who didn't hear me talk about it the first time, is a bracelet you wear that determines your emotion based on this hex grid. Um, the emotions are like it's kind of div- it's kind of divided up into four different colored quadrants, with green being you know. Cool, calm, collected. Yellow being happy, red being mad, and then blue being depressed. And then there is, and then there is a very small amount of overlap between these.
2: So, were you blue, Abu D, Abu Dai after playing this game?
0: Uh no, I was, I was the, whatever the whatever the hex grid equivalent of a like single note being played at a certain frequency, just kind of a. Eh. <laughs> But yeah, so you get there and, and so yeah, so it's on so it's on this little grid thing. Um you can't be calm and angry ever. Which which is just like a thing like I am going to rip your entrails out. Yeah, you you can be you can be pissed at someone while still keeping like a cool exterior out there, but not in this game. You can only ever be happy and calm or happy and angry. limit limits of limits of whatever but limits of what they went with but whatever and so the game straight up says in the instruction manual for the device all emotions are good emotions but extremes can lead to problems so try to keep it around the middle but every But, and, and, uh, and having, having these different, being in these different emotional states can give you new dialogue options, but choosing those options more often than not leads to you getting more extreme into that, into that side of the emotion. So why you'd ever choose it? Who the fuck knows? But so with this thing, uh, so, so when you get into this encounter, you begin getting more and more angry which then unlocks new dialogue options. And as I was sitting there playing it, I agreed with all the the angry options because the angry options were just pointing out this person's selfish and emotionally manipulative and abusive behavior. Every time I picked one of those, though, the game said I was losing. That's stupid. As I then got to the most extreme anger you could get, I then all of a sudden crashed into depression. And then at that point, I was not allowed to choose anything other than being forced down the path of accepting the abusive relationship I was in with my friend. And then the game ended.
2: Yeah, that would ruin the game for me.
0: Yes, because again, like, I was right. In that fucking fight, I was just like like venting your emotions doesn't in, doesn't instantly lead you from being incredibly angry to then instantly depressed.
2: Yeah, and all honesty, venting your emotions quite often helps you get over the feeling.
0: Yeah, and can actually lead you back to a more centered state. Mhm. If you, if you come too reliant on it, then it's a problem. But in this situation, this person. Lied to me, abandoned me on my first night moving into this city, spied on me, had me carry around illegal, illegally obtained information, made me worry about her for fucking for almost a goddamn week in game, and then expect, and then expects me to go along with her every single whim for her plan to take down Capra, no matter the risk to me. I
2: yeah, should get I'm to call be them a honest. bitch. I'm going to be honest, I would have probably quit the game before getting to that point. Because it, it it sounds like, it really sounds like they, they were pushing you down a path, and I would not have enjoyed it.
0: Well, that's the thing, Like, like half the stuff I just mentioned only gets revealed when this encounter starts. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so I got the bad end, I guess and there was no, and there was no part of me that wanted to see what the good ending was not even yeah, to look it up on youtube you
2: i have absolutely no interest in this game now and i was curious about it <laughs> like genuinely curious about yes. it
0: and it's a fucking shame because up until that point yes i was being led around by the fucking nose but there were some interesting there was some interesting character work being done and i actually liked some of the people i was talking to and the emotion stuff, while it didn't factor in a whole lot and was honestly kind of confusing, was an interesting idea to start with. And the world they had set up, outside of the idea that there's a group of people who think there shouldn't be cars anywhere, and then another thing they'll get into a second. Outside of those things, it was a decently realized world with like some actually with like some actually decently thought out ideas for going forward about what the future might be. Like, one of their things is that when you walk by stores, mannequins, like, like every, essentially everybody in this city has had their face scanned by some kind of Capra tech. So Capra has a face print or, like, a body fucking scan of everybody in the city. So when you walk by, say, a clothing store, the mannequins will actually do a 3D projection of you wearing the clothes that are being modeled. So that you can actually get, like, a good look at... So, you, so, like, walking by, you could go like, Oh, I wonder if that dress look good on me. You'd walk by and see, oh, that dress looks fucking good on me. And then, get, and then be able to go inside and buy it.
2: I would fuck the shit out of myself.
0: <laughs> they didn't get into that side of things. Just for reference. But, and, and hell, like, the idea of the feel grid in and of itself is an interesting thing that I could see taking off. Yeah. It was implemented poorly. And and th- that whole that whole thing, the part of the plot is just fucking stupid, but they actually do have, so there's, other, there's a whole other su- section of the game that is revolving around uh, Sophie's Law, which is a bill that is being introduced into this city that would ban human-driven cars only human driven cars though specifically because a young woman named Sophie got killed by a human driver and thus capra began to capitalize on it and push and like have their politicians begin to push this narrative that human driven cars are dangerous because humans are inherently unreliable creatures as opposed to as opposed to the computers that run capra cars and because capra Owns basically everything, they can just kinda hush hush all the stuff of like, hey, this dude got drip this dude got run over by a Capricar. He, w- he wasn't is he dead? Nope. Then let's just let's just quash that story. Let's bury it. Yeah, so shit like that they have they have in there, and that is interesting and like a well thought out thing that might happen in this world. And then there's the child mechs. this was fucking weird. I picked up a passenger and they got in and they were a child inside of a robot suit. Turns out in the future, they, uh, some company developed a mech that parents could buy for their children that would allow them to more closely monitor, control, and protect quote unquote their child. So this, the girl who's in the thing, she, like a few years ago, she was hit by a car. Mom freaked the fuck out and slapped her in this fucking robot. She cannot leave this robot until, until she turns 18, not even to sleep. She sleeps in it. It has, it has a GPS thing on it so that her mom always knows where she is. It is virtually indestructible, so she can't be hurt. And her mom can, uh, can, uh, can um, enact a direct control and actually control how her daughter moves. <laughs> It is taking like hover parenting to a whole new extreme that is a bit too far for what the game had established. And stuck like, out and bug me about like, world building stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the whole thing was just a real letdown. The game started out on like a middling to high point that then turned into a slow slope that turned into a steeper slope that then turned into a fucking sheer drop-off into a pit of spikes. So yeah, it half out of five. I do not like Neo Cab very much. But I do like the other two games I'm going to be talking about. Because they are fucking good and fun and I love them. So first up, Yakuza 4. Uh, the... Middle installment of the Yakuza Remastered Collection has finally been released for PS4. And I really like it. Like, so far, I'm only, like, I think I'm only, like, five or six hours in. But so far, I think it might be my favorite. Of the Yakuza games that I have played. And it's kind of because we aren't playing as the protagonist of Yakuza. While Kazuma Kiryu is not this game and you eventually do play him, the game starts out with you playing as someone else entirely, someone with a personality and, like, nuance and facial expressions. Yay! And what's neat is this guy, he actually was, like, his story actually works into every other Yakuza game because the because his story technically begins at the end of the first game. So you started the game as a Shun Akiyama, a moneylender in Kamarocho who gives out who gives out deals, uh, who like gives out loans to people that collect no interest, and you don't have to put anything down as collateral. All you have to do is pass the test. Once you do that, he'll then give you whatever whatever amount of money you ask for, no strings attached. So long as you still have to pay him back eventually, but it's just again, no interest rates, nothing like that. He doesn't, like, fucking hunt you down or anything. He just kind of he just kinda says, hey, hey, do this thing for me. You good? Okay, here's your money. And the test is usually a test of character. Uh, like, a couple of women have come in, and his, t- his test for them have been, you have 30 minutes to get a job. If you do that, I will give you hundreds of thousands of dollars. Great. And, yeah, they're all just to see if you are a trustworthy person or a person who is motivated to actually change their lives. And the reason he does this is because at the end of Yakuza one, a bomb goes off a millennium tower, which then rains billions of yen onto the streets of Kamurocho. At the time that happens, this, uh, Shun was homeless sleeping outside the millennium tower. then money began raining down from the sky he collected it got into day trading earned even more money and then just kind of gives that money out for free and he is fucking fun he's a like a very like a very uh happy go lucky guy but still with a very strong set of morals he is he is a very affable personality people just kind of like him and talk to him um he has a strong tot. he has like very strong he feels like a very he feels like a presence in in Camarocho Uh, Almost as much as Kiryu did in those early games. Like, obviously, he's not to the level of the fucking Dragon of Dojima, but he is still a very interesting character. And fighting style, he only uses kicks. He does not punch anyone, only kicks them. Which, I find that neat. It is a unique fighting style that you don't see a whole lot... They don't see very much from a lot of characters. Like a lot of characters incorporate punches and kicks. It's rare you get a character who only kicks. But yeah. um, The story so far is that um, things are getting tense in the Yakuza again. Shocking. Uh, A... A family that is tied to a clan that is in a business partnership with the major clan that kind of oversees all all yakuza activity in Kamurocho. Uh, things are getting to get tense between them, and eventually leads to this other clan demanding the life of a captain of a low level yakuza family. Unfortunately, this guy who the, this guy who they want dead is a is a friend and someone who, uh, Akiyama has a lot of faith in and that a- Akiyama has put a lot of time and faith into. He's essentially thinking, I think in his words, he's putting all of his chips on this guy. And so the game is just the game so far is you running your loan business, trying not to run to a foul of the local cops. One of whom seems to have a severe hard on for getting you in jail. And just trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. And I have been thoroughly enjoying all of this. Uh, It is just, it all feels like Yakuza. Just, Just that's what this is. This is just Yakuza, but with a more charismatic protagonist. Don't really have much more to say about it because, you know, I'm only a couple hours into it. And I'm the only one who really cares about it on the site.
2: I'm gonna get into it.
0: Just
2: I, I need time.
0: I know. Uh, the only thing that I'll say that I haven't been super into so far is I'm. It feels like the uh, it feels like the uh, hostess club uh, mini game is going to be like it was in Yakuza Three, which I hate. But we'll see where that goes. I guess. And finally, we, Luigi's Mansion Three, a game that I have been wanting to play, but have been and actually bought on launch day, but I've been putting off because I wanted to fucking get rid of. I wanted to get Neo Cab over and done with. And once it was, once it was done, um, I finished Neo Cab a couple days ago. I think like on the recording this on Friday. I think I finished it on Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, Monday or Tuesday. So. No, wait, no, I finished on Wednesday. Yeah, I finished on Wednesday. And then immediately picked up uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 and started playing that and I'm almost done. This game is really good. <coughs> it is just a lot of very... It's just a very simple, fun game that has more charm than I can... Than, any Mario game has ever had for me. I think it might just be because I'd like Luigi a lot. Like Luigi is Luigi to me is a very fun character who they've managed to actually inject a lot of a personality into despite him being the, despite him being second fiddle to their primary character. Actually it might be because he's playing second fiddle because they're actually able to do things with him. Like Luigi mentioned, one I never got a chance to play because I never owned a GameCube, really. Uh, but I played Dark Moon, the 3DS one, and that one was a lot of fun. Like the core mechanic of just sucking up ghosts of the vacuum cleaner is enough to carry a whole game for me. And with this one, it looks fucking fantastic. Like at the Switch, the art style that they go with for this is the same as, the same that it's been in the other games. It just now it can like look as sharp as fucking possible which is great because it is a fantastic art style for this game. Um, Story-wise, it is interesting because I can't remember the story of the second one, but Luigi now has an arch nemesis. Like someone who he has beaten in the past and now is out for revenge. Which I didn't think was possible for Luigi because, again, he's Mario's brother. But no, yeah, King Boo is back. Uh, he is back to, he's back to trap all of the, all of the Mario people in paintings. And he has three toads, uh, Princess Peach and Mario all trapped in paintings in this fucking hotel that you got invited to. Yeah, you, you have your, you have your vacuum backpack back and are trying to clear the hotel and save your brother and family and friends. And yeah, so the the main way things kind of work is in this hotel, the only really, the only way to get from floor to floor is the elevator. Unfortunately, all the elevator buttons have been taken out. So you have to essentially, you have to go from floor to floor, defeat the boss ghosts on each floor, and then get the elevator button they have to unlock a new floor. And every floor has different theme, has a different theme to it, um, which is usually revealed through the uh, like indicator like the floor indicator for the elevator uh so far i have been to a sewer which was the which was the second level of the basement um like a musical opera themed kind of thing a desert themed floor um a movie production floor uh a like floral garden floor and a couple others that i can't remember yeah, every everyone has been pretty unique. They've introduced a, some kind of new mechanic to the way the ghosts work. Either some kind of la- either some layer of protection or some new ghost that is unique to that floor. Uh, all of them have been visually very different while maintaining this like very kid friendly dark gothic aesthetic. Yeah, I mean, it's just been fucking fun. This game is just the Luigi's Mansion is just fun. It is a charming, fun game with a great core mechanic in the in the poltergeist, which is what they call the vacuum cleaner because, of course, they do. And yeah, it's fucking great. The sewer level is fucking trash because the because like half of that fucking level or like seventy five percent of that level is played with Luigi inside of a like duck floaty. And he moves it by using the poltergust and it works like it does in like asteroids or something where you angle the ship and then fire the thrusters to make it go. But it doesn't control as good because like the actual thing is very awkward. You have to, you have to like move, you have to like move the stick in the exact, it's a very awkward to actually control. You take one hit, you reset to the next checkpoint. You reset to the last checkpoint or you just die. And they have to get into a fucking boss fight in this situation. Which that's fine. This was the only real. The sewer level was the only real level that actually gave me any kind of trouble. And I. I, I hated it. I just hated it. Somehow, Somehow this game. Continued the trend of sewer levels being the worst. I don't even know if you're still here.
2: I'm still here. <laughs> I'm just. I, I've never played any of the Luigi Manson games. What do you expect me to fucking say? Literally anything. I've heard that. I've heard that it's a return to form. Like, okay, that's great. <laughs>
0: uh. That was weird going into the waveforms and like editing the show and just seeing you know the occasional break, uh, the occasional break in the talk, and then just a brick of nothing.
2: Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just sitting here like trying to think of something to say <laughs> and not succeeding.
0: <laughs> Ugh, fuck. Anyway, yeah, I, I'm enjoying the game a lot. Um, I still have a few more floors to unlock and I still have a few more. Um, I got to go like find all the booze because like booze are hidden on every floor. Yeah, I have been very much enjoying this game, and I will have more concrete thoughts on it once I actually get it finished. Which should be soon. But yeah, Luigi Mansion 3, what I've played of it so far, is fucking great. And that's all I got for this week. Yeah. No real news that I've seen. I've been kind of falling back. I'm kind of falling behind on that. Unless you want to talk about the BlizzCon stuff.
2: Mm, didn't we already talk about that horror?
0: I do not believe so. We've talked about the Blizzard stuff and not the BlizzCon stuff.
2: Oh, okay. So, what happened at BlizzCon? Because I uh, don't
0: know. Overwatch Two got announced. Uh, and Diablo Four got announced. They also got into a bit. They also got a bit into the. Next installment, the next uh, piece of DLC for, uh, what is it? Uh, World of Warcraft. The next expansion. And I probably won't be playing any of it because, fucking, because that's China. Uh, China. (laughs) That was bad stuff. New releases. Black Sad game fucking came out actually. I did not know that. I need to play that. Maybe enough people buy it, they'll finally release. They'll finally release like the next few volumes of Black Sad the comic. I need it. I need it.
2: Feed the dead, please.
0: Yep. Uh, Red Dead Two is out on PC. It's apparently a shit show. There's
2: well, g- isn't that kind of par for the course for Rockstar?
0: No, I mean, like, no, the game is like a technical shit show. Where like, people can't even get it to boot. Wow. Yeah. Mario and Sonic at the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games. That was this week. Um For whatever reason, when that game was shown off at E3, a lot of people, like, saw it and were like, wait a minute. This looks not awful. There's a Garfield cart racer. What? Yep. Garfield cart. Furious racing. Which. Okay, so. So for one thing, I don't know if it is furious or furious. Just that seems like that seems like a pun they would go for. for. Another thing, I don't know if this is like a re—I don't know if this is like a redo of like an old Garfield kart racer that got released like back in like the way back when. Because I cannot think of a reason why anyone would make a Garfield-related anything in 2019. That just seems like a waste. Anyway, new need for speed, need for speed, heat. Okay. Also this week. Um <laughs> like I actually
2: really enjoy the Need for Speed game, so like That's awesome. Like I genuinely enjoy them, so
0: Okay. Yeah, I've I think I've I think I've like played like Need for Speed Most Wanted, and that was about it. But need for Speed games. Not not much of a driving guy.
2: I mostly like them for trying to fuck with the cops..
0: <laughs> okay. I can understand that. I can respect that.
2: It's where I uh, developed my patented driving technique of I'll just stop and let you careen past me <laughs> so that like I can just turn around and like leave. And it works against almost every cop in every game.
0: Nice. Uh, there's a new Professor Layton game this is, one, this is one where he plays his daughter and according to Wikipedia doesn't have us doesn't have a straightforward narrative and also this week Death Stranding it's finally out and from what I've heard it is not good
2: that sucks
0: (laughs) kind of like the thing that I hear the most about it is just it is it feels like super self-indulgent with like the way that uh the way that it's like you know designed everything it is essentially encumbrance mechanics on top of on top of encumbrance on top of encumbrance mechanics on top of degradation mechanics Because the, the story, they're actually we actually know what the story is now. It is you're trying to give America back the internet, but the internet is full of ghosts.
2: Okay.
0: Yep, that's, it's a whole thing. I have not played it, so I do not fully understand it, so I'll probably, also given what I heard about it, I'll probably never play it. At least not when it cost me ninety fucking dollars. Wow. Yep. Gaming game prices suck. Yeah. It,
2: like, I wish that more companies really, like I wish I wish more people released like games for more reasonable prices. Yeah, just, just <laughs> so, like good
0: like fucking B tier games would be great. Like either you need to start getting really into the indie scene or try to bring back mid tier development. Like Luigi's Mansion at least had the courtesy of being only seventy five dollars instead of the usual eighty. So you know, bonus there. But it still feels like I, I'm starting to get used to paying this much for games, and I don't want to. I don't want. Canada become the next Australia? That would
2: genuinely suck.
0: And I mean that in terms of game prices. I have no idea what Australia is like as a country, other than it is full of creatures that taunt my nightmares, <laughs> like people. Ugh, people. Uh, then next week, Pokemon. Woo! Also, Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars, the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is also out next week. So I hope EA is looking forward to being second place in terms of sales, because no way in hell Star Wars is at selling Pokemon. Like, I fe- I feel confident saying that. As rabid as Star Wars fans are, Pokemon, man. Yeah. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week. Well, thank y'all for joining us. We'll be back some point more of this shit. <coughs> Fuck. Until then, I'm dead. And I'm Cave. And for Alex, we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye, have a wonderful time.